On this episode of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast, we talk about Google Admin Console email compliance. Josh gets a scary email. He causes a loop uh, in his school district. Uh, we discuss DDoS, phishing, and antivirus. And this is Mark's third interview. Have a listen. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs. For K-12 Techs, real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is K-12 Tech Talk. I am Josh. With me to my left is Chris. And to my right is Mark, back for the third time. I'm not sure why he keeps coming back, because Chris just ridicules him with ridiculous questions but mark has come back he must be a glutton for punishment oh tonight's missouri trivia night oh okay we'll hold that for the last three seconds of the show and this is his (laughs) third interview like this is it we're gonna see how today goes we're gonna see if we work well together we're gonna see if he has researched you know usually we prep this thing like for the i mean as soon as the last episode is done we start researching what we're going to talk about yes we've given him things to develop time to we're going to see how he comes through today we're going to do listener feedback and we're going to make a decision well and 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 so you guys can see me on video i i have to say thank you to jeremy so there has been a comment about Mark's audio quality, about how he just sounds sultry and sexy and just <laughs> just awesome on the audio. So I am trying to catch up with Mark here. I think um, the listener said he sounds good. So oh. those those very descriptive words just came from you and like your heart. No, I, I whatever. So I, I had a discussion with Jeremy and it told him the problem. And, you know, we're using good mics. Chris, you and I, we're using Yeti Blue mics. Um so Jeremy, he sent me a leopard print blanket to put over my head and try and get rid of some of this echo. So listeners, let <laughs> let us know. Give us some feedback. Let me know how I sound tonight, if the echo is better. Um, there may or may um, not. I, I, I took pictures. Mark. Oh, that's my your dog. dog. Professionalism. What episode is this? 66? 66. Yeah. We're bringing it like this is legit. Yeah, this is so, real life. Wait, wait, wait. It, is the leopard print blanket to to keep up with my audio quality is that, yes that's yes. it oh yes. i am oh. like super jealous that we're making changes man oh my gosh my dog yes you need to <laughs> you need to mute so jeremy thank you for the leopard leopard print uh blanket we'll see how this goes tonight um i took so, pictures oh I'm, I'm and i know my son somehow got your phone number and has sent you pictures as well i'm gonna um, tweet him for sure so it's been a week you guys, has it been crazy for you guys? I mean, it's since we last spoke. Oh, great story. No, Thanks. Not, Good. I'm on spring break. Oh, um, yeah. No one yeah. told. No one. So we're like year two or three into getting spring breaks. Um, Man, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. No one's ever told the tech department, told me like, hey, your guys are contracted for X amount of time. So we don't work. We just stay home. Well, and I in full disclosure, you and I and the old host that shall not be named had lunch today. It was nice seeing you in person again. Um, and I'm just going to be honest here. You dressed up for the event. You wore sweat, your finest pair of sweatpants. T-shirt, 
sweatpants. <laughs> Legitimately. You, know, you guys weren't saying anything, and I was kind of surprised, um, but it's because I guess you didn't pay attention. Well, you walked in. I was already sitting down. Yeah, I was kind of late, yeah, which is totally weird. I was like three minutes late, and it was really bothering me. Um, So... Mark, I how had, do you feel? How do you feel about us talking to Corey still? I mean, we're still friends. You know, I'm a little jealous that I didn't get to go out to lunch with you guys. Oh, well. Speaking of that, are you going to Kosin? Oh, I'm not. Mark, I, I, I know. I really, really wanted to this year, and I, it's, it's just not working out for me. It's, it's been tough at work. So, yeah, I get yeah. that. Work happens. Yeah. Well, I, I will be at Kosin. If any of our listeners are Kosin members and are going to the national conference in Nash Vegas. Uh, look for me. Um, I might have a K-12 Tech Talk shirt on, maybe. Chris, do we have one I can take? Um, well, yeah. So, yeah, I'll be I'll be in Nash Vegas with uh, one of the other co-hosts that has been on before, Jason. I think he's going as well. So uh, keep an eye out for me. I'll, I'll sign autographs, take headshots, you know, selfies. You know, we'll do the whole thing. Um, you should get a table. You should do a table. I'm sure that's expensive. Um, Booth. Booth, yeah, I'm, I imagine that's quite expensive. So that's we, why I said t- I just meant like sit, like bring a table and just. Yeah. I'm not saying do the conference, <laughs> just outside on the just, street. Yeah, pass out stickers. <laughs> I have a podcast. Yeah, buy our t-shirts. They, I would imagine security would ask me to leave pretty quickly if I did that. Um, so we record. It's Thursday. We record. We we recorded last week on Thursday. So I've got a really scary story for you. Um, I wish we had a soundboard we could play, dun, dun, you know, like scary Halloween music. I'll work um, on that. Hold on. Oh, this will be awful. So Friday morning, you know, it's Friday. Hey, it's the weekend. I walk in. I, I, I swing by Duncan. Get me a nice iced coffee. I'm pulling into the parking lot just a hair before 7. Walking into the office. Sit down. Unlock my computer with 2FA. And open up my email, and I see this weird email subject from a sender that I know. It's a security operations center that that I work with. And it says, ticket number, blah, 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 um, my school district name, vulnerability identified, take action. I'm like, oh, what the heck is this about? So I open up the email, and without getting into too many details, um, there was some, I guess, data found on the dark web. Um they had found some vulnerabilities on a couple websites and credentials. Um, they had put they had put the list of domains in an in an encrypted attachment and said, you know, hey, take action immediately, download the attachment to find your domain. Blah 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 blah. blah. And immediately, I'm thinking, oh crap, here we go. What what of my public facing domains are available? How can I take them offline and us still function? Okay, it's our sys, it's our financial system. Um, I, okay, the fire. I know those firewall rules. I know how to turn those off to, to take them off the web real quick. What else do I need to worry about while I'm downloading the attachment? So I'm logging in my firewall at the same time I'm downloading this attachment. I get the attachment downloaded. I decrypt it. I start looking through the list, and there are a ton of entries in this list. My God, crap. I'm not going to be able to find it quick. So I, I hit Control-F, type in my district name, zero hits. What's well, weird. So I type in, <clears throat> excuse me, I type in uh, the domain for Missouri schools, mo.k12. or whatever that is, mo.k12.us, um, or k12.mo.us. Zero hits. I'm like, well, that's even weirder. So I hit reply on the message, and it's addressed to the SOC, and I say, hey, guys, kind of freaking out here. 
looked in the file. I don't see our domains listed. Let me know um, what's going on. So I hit send and I'm logging into my firewall. I'm ready to take things offline. And what seems like hours, but it really was like three, mi three minutes, uh, the SOC replies back and says, oh, sorry, uh, you got this by mistake. You're not involved in the in the vulnerability stand down. I'm like, whoo, good. So I look at my watch. You know, I take a deep breath, look at my watch. It's like 7.03. I'm like, holy crap, this all transpired, transpired in about three minutes. And I've had enough stress. Like, my heart's racing. I, could, I even had, haven't even had a cup, a drink of my coffee yet. And I'm like, okay, it's it's like time to go home. So I, I kind of chill for a little bit, go for a walk, see my boss a little bit later in the day. And I said, you know what? I said, you have no idea how close we were to me taking down the internet this morning. And it turned out to be not a non-issue. So that started, <coughs> excuse me, that started my Friday last week. So that was fun. You guys uh, just, in, just in time for the scary music. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Chris. He's he's thoroughly confused, you can tell. Did you hear the noise? Yeah, I heard the noise. It wasn't it was like great. like a violin sound or something? Something. So have you guys had anything like that where it's like been a complete false like panic mode sets in you're getting ready to break out your incident response plan cut the fiber to the internet uh that's been a complete false alarm i don't think i've had anything that extreme but uh the calls that i hate the most are the ones when someone calls in like i think i got hacked and then you just have to like dissect like did you get hacked or did you see something that you just don't understand that you're yeah. just gonna say that you got hacked yeah. that's the more common thing for us and uh spoof email spoofs that come from like mr superintendent at gmail.com and they were like oh the superintendent got hacked I'm like, yeah mm -hmm. no she didn't you're yeah. just an idiot yeah so, oh wow mark well okay oh, that was extreme but you just are not following protocol that's there you go okay. that's yeah, mark was trying to act all bad just yeah then. it's a third <laughs> interview he's he's feeling how far he can take it <laughs> Yeah, we well, gave well, those critiques like Mark. Sometimes you need to be a little bit more aggressive. More, edgy. I guess that's what he was trying. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Got Mark, it, when we it. do the when we do the surveys, they said Mark's not as edgy as we would like. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Jeremy stuck Ryan, some. Jeremy stuck it. some bacon in my grilled cheese tonight. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. See, that was good. Yeah, naturally bring up something cool. Dot common conversation. That was great, Mark. That was good. That's a plus one right there. Yeah, cool.com, a proud sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. If you need networking servers, whatever, Jeremy Porter, sales at somethingcool.com, can hook you up. Good job, Mark. That was great. You can tell Mark's trying to be more edgy tonight. He's got a bourbon and a nice big cigar. You know, he's just puffing it on the screen. <laughs> Nothing. No, Nothing. No. He, he doesn't have a bourbon <laughs> or a cigar. Um, but he's got a great microphone. Um, so, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Nothing. Spring break. Oh, that's right. You're on spring I actually break. resorted, which, and, and these are notes and things that I'm trying to bring up with Mark, but I've been using uh, a notebook this week. Oh, that's, paper, yeah. Paper and pen. I wrote down some things that I want to make sure we bring up today. So you're a big Evernote. Like to-do list. You like Evernote, right? I live in Evernote, like Google Calendar, Evernote. Uh, those are like my two things that keep me organized. Mark, what do you, do you rely on paper? Are you an electronic note taker guy? Uh, definitely electronic. I'm a big fan of Google Keep. Are you? Yeah. Just simple notes, really easy. And I like the ability that like when you get to a location, you can have the note pop up or the reminder pop up. So oh, that's I, cool. I, yeah. I see you're at 
the grocery store. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize it did that. Yeah. So I'm I'm old old school. Like I have a bad habit when I'm on the phone. I not doodle, but I take notes and kind of draw on while I'm on the phone. And I've got I t- I have these legal notepads that are that sit by my phone, and I I just take notes. I write things down: conversations, phone calls, steps I've done to do something in case I have to undo something, and. Uh, I, d- I don't throw them away. So when I fill them up, they go in a drawer in my office so that if I ever need to refer to something, I can go back, you know, flip back and, and figure out. And I, you'd be surprised how many times that I've actually had to go back and refer to something. I've got like four of those notebooks full of just stuff, comments, notes, whatever. I, uh, I'm a big paper guy. I mean, really, I take a, my, my habit is I take one piece of printer paper and I make scratch notes all throughout the day. And I'm really big on, I like scribbling out what I've done. So when I end my day, I have this piece of paper that is not legible and I feel like I did something great. Oh, that's interesting. So what do you do with that one piece of paper? Do you keep track of it? Just throw it away. Oh. Just throw it away. No, I could never do that. Oh, come on. Now we're not gonna, we're not gonna do this. No, we're not gonna get into sound machine. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> this doing is that. this is what happens when you're on spring break. Yeah, wearing sweatpants to lunch. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Uh, so we are in the full fledged of prepping for our Aruba six thirty five install next week. This is it's not going to be as clear, clean, and clear cut as I would hope, um, because unfortunately we're we're replacing two fifteens that are. Well, they're they're still supported, but they don't support the same version of code that the 635 is coming with. And so before we hang the 635s, excuse me, before we hang the 635s, uh, all the 215s have to be offline. And then we have to upgrade the firmware on the 515s that are staying to match the 635s. And then we can start hanging 635s. So this week I went through... Uh, we're using Aruba Central, and one of the nice things it shows in there is the LLDP neighbor um, that the switch and port that the AP's plugged into. So I went through and documented all that, and now I know what switches I need to go to, what ports I need to go to. I'm going to kill PoE to take down the 215s. We're going to do the um, leave the 315s and 515s up, do the firmware update, and then start hanging 635s, and then once we verify that all the... Two fifteens are down and out of the inventory. I will bring PoE up on a switch at a time to allow those six thirty fives to join the cluster nice. and do firmware update if they need one. So it's not as clear cut or not as easy as as what we've had in the past, where we literally take one down, put one up, and it gets the firmware and code. So uh, it'll be a little bit different. I think it's gonna be longer, but I have full faith in Jeff and Derek from PDS, and of course my salesman, Andrew, that are coming down, um, and I'm going to make my son work, too. Um, I have full faith in those guys. We can tell this crazy story, too, and I hope he's listening. But um, So my network administrator, Mike, is in Vegas uh, this week because of the Atmosphere, Aruba Atmosphere Conference. And then cool story with the podcast, he is sitting at a table – uh, I don't know if it's lunch or what, because it was just I haven't talked to him in person. It's been via text, but he was sitting at a table with listener Keith, 
by random circumstances, uh, Mike brings up the podcast. Listener Keith says, oh, yeah, I listened to those guys. I've actually emailed them a couple of times. And we had replied to an email from and he's so Keith is from New York. Uh, So Mike from Missouri is in Vegas. Keith from New York is in Vegas. And they make this connection sitting at lunch that they listen to the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. And he recently asked us about the 635 stuff getting subbed out with E-Rate. And he's been pursuing that and getting that approved. And like, how cool is that story? Uh, Weird, surreal, small world. Um, And I I don't know if we're causing a stir with Aruba uh, that we're telling people to get their stuff subbed out in E-Rate land. I'm sure. I don't know. We're not the only ones doing it, though. You know, you can go, you can log into the USAC portal and look. Um, and we're not the only ones doing that. There, there are schools all over USAC filing for service substitutions. So I guess um, his deal, right, was uh, his consultant somebody, yeah. was pushing back. Yeah. And and we encouraged him to lean on Aruba a little more strongly than the company yeah. in the middle. So it'll be interesting. It's cool that, that Mike made a friend. Yeah, over the, and the guy said that he liked um, you, Josh, and me way more than Corey. Yeah, which that's always nice to hear. But he didn't mention Mark. No, he didn't mention Mark. <sighs> Mark, do you have anything? This is so. Sometimes when we're doing these, we try to like we want to be relational with those that listen because we are exactly like them, right? Yeah. So, is there anything in particular that you would like to say to listener Keith? Um, I, I, I'm a good replacement for Corey. I mean, I think if you were to bring me up in the conversation, that would make my day, but uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's my third, it's my third date. So really hoping. I mean, I must say the audio quality from Mark, we've had comments already. So, I mean, he doesn't eat sprees during the show. He's not changing light bulbs during the show. Um, so, I mean, he's getting high marks from that. Get it, Mark. Hi, Mark. I got it. I got it. Um, he's he's getting high grades already from that. <clears throat> um, that was that was good. Hi, Marks. Hi, Hi Marks. Hi, Marks. Yeah. I imagine you've never heard that before, right? No. Yeah. No. Just, I've, I, no one's ever asked me if I'm just <laughs> joshing them. I mean, I've never heard that either. You're just joshing me. Um, so to follow up, you know, Friday I had that email, that wrong email from the sock. We get. So I have a rule in Google Admin Console that any email that comes in with an attach uh, an attachment that is encrypted, it goes into quarantine first, and we we establish contact with the recipient and say, "Hey, are you expecting an email from so and so with a with an encrypted attachment?" And if it checks out, we send it through, <clears throat> no problem. Well, I guess it was Monday night, Tuesday morning, early. We got hit with a few. Uh, they were clearly phishing emails that were intended to look like they came from the IRS and they had encrypted attachments. And so we, I sent it off to MSI SAC and our local uh, person with Homeland Security and I guess CI Security. And uh, that kind of started off a whole thing. There were several school districts across the state of Missouri that received it. And it turned out that one of the attachments uh, was in fact malware, and VirusTotal said that it was identified as Emotet. Um, oh, yeah. So we came. I mean, 
thankfully we have that rule in place. Um, and it, it was funny because I to get the uh, MSI sack and our lady from Homeland in Missouri wanted the headers. Well, or I'm sorry, they wanted the attachments. And the only way that I could figure out to get the attachment was to actually deliver it to the end user and tell her, don't click the attachment, just forward me the message and I'll take care of it from there and then delete it out of your inbox. Um, in the process of talking th- with her through this and saying, you know, delete it, whatever, she said, Josh, I can't say that I wouldn't have fallen for this because I just filed my taxes yesterday and she get this email looks like it came from the IRS and says, here's your form, whatever, download the attachment. She's like, I really would have had to think hard about not clicking on that. And she goes, I don't know that I wouldn't have clicked on it. Uh, so she goes, however, in the body of the message, they closed it with something like, if you need anything else, just shout. She goes, I really doubt the IRS would, would use that kind of that kind of language. <laughs> but, name. you know, and that's, I ended up sending out an email to staff about this. I, I screenshotted the message and, and sent it out to all the employees. And I said, here's the thing. Bad guys don't care. They're going to, you know, it, it's tax season. An IRS email is going to get traction right now. They're going to use that against you. Um, and I, I think that's important for users to understand because when, like when we fish people, you know, I, I've shared the story before that uh, a couple Christmases ago, I had a fish, we sent out a fish in the department as a test and it was a failed USPS delivery. And we had a faculty member go to the post office and, and raise a whole lot of trouble because she missed her postal service delivery and they actually they looked at her email and said ma'am that's that's not an email from us that's a fake email and she knew right away that it was me wow and and we kind of caught she wasn't happy with me um there was a little bit of bad pr for us for that but sure. my my stance is bad guys don't care they're going to at christmas time you're going to get fishes that look like they're failed deliveries or package deliveries. So um, I I hope that that kind of drove that home to my users. Have you guys seen an uptick in encrypted email fishes or anything, you know, suspicious activity lately? Uh, No, but now that you mention it, I definitely want to take a look and see if that's a, if if it is hitting us. I I was going to ask if you've heard of or have experienced any vishing, any voice or phone Phishing attempts, text message kinds of things. Not that I'm aware of. Um, what's the scenario? Uh, I mean, if I've heard different scenarios. The one that we tend to see the more often one, you know, there's the standard gift card scams. Can you go out and buy me gift cards? But we're, the trend that we've now seen over the last, I'd say, year is the scammer quickly trying to take the conversation over text messages. Like, really? hey, I'm, I'm not available can you, can you text me? What's your phone number? So we can text. And then once that happens, you're essentially blind because I I can't see a teacher's personal phone number. Right. So I think that's, that's a scary trend I'm seeing is that the scammers now it's, it's always the, you know, are you here? Yeah. Busy. I got an emergency, but they want to quickly go to voice or to, uh, to text messaging. And that's the scary part for me is uh, they they know that we're watching and that we have capabilities to to delete those emails and so that's why they're trying to quickly get away from email and go into text messaging. Interesting. I can't say I I can't say that it hasn't happened, but no one has mentioned it. No one's come and said, "Hey, man, I've got you know now these people are sending me text messages." Um, yeah. It's usually so. It's usually the second or third email. So the first one is always, "Are you busy? Are you free?" Right. 
then they respond and then the follow-up is i'm really busy can you text me at this phone number so it's not usually the first one it's the yeah. you know yeah it's funny because the we had that fish over the summer that, that faculty member fell for and sent the bad guy four hundred dollars and it was it was along that lines it started out hey are you busy but it wasn't what's your phone number it was mm. i'm in a meeting don't try to text me so the bad guy was banking that my faculty member had my principal's phone number and was going to text uh, him. And he's like, no, I'm in a meeting. We can't use smart. our phones. So, you know, don't don't try and text me right now. So, yeah, I, either way, I mean, it's, yeah. So, had, the, go ahead. I mean, I was going to say on the, the topic of, you know, timely phishing attacks, we did have one uh, that hit us a few years ago. Honestly, it was the the best but most expensive lesson our district learned was uh, we had a, uh, somebody created a fake website, uh, fake login page, uh, made it look like our employee login page and uh, sent out a bunch of emails to say, hey, reset your password or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, and harvested some credentials, but they did it the day before payday Oh, or the night before payday. And so that more the next morning, people woke up and the direct deposits had been you know, shifted to a bank, a different bank account, and then they lost their, their paychecks. So, Oh my God. Yeah. So we lost, um, about, it was, I think it was $42,000 in, in payroll, oh. uh, that we had to actually, speaking of Kosin, I was the, uh, do you ever, you ever been to Kosin? They do the fail fest? No, oh, I've never they, been. This is my first uh, time. Oh, okay. So they're going to do fail fest where you get up there and you say your biggest failure. And so this is my story about how we lost. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And so I was the, uh, biggest fail- failure of the year. Well, uh, we we did something similar to our security yeah. conference. The was the winner the one that the kid somehow got the admin password and tweeted yeah, it. Someone out? tweeted out the local admin password to everybody. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. We did. What what was that called? Two minute. It was like your elevator pitch, your worst tech yeah. thing that happened to you. Man, I'm gonna yeah. have to. I'm gonna have to think and figure out great. my my fail. Yeah. Yeah. But the tweet of the password was what won the crowd over. Yeah, that's impressive. So, that, that so pretty much can win. Mark, if you want to look through your email logs and for our listeners, the IRS fish that we saw that one of the subjects was IRS tax forms K-1. And then the other one was incorrect form selection. And they both had encrypted attachments. Um, I don't remember which message it was that had the uh, emotet payload but it was only one of them mm. um but i mean the, the tip-off is going to be that encrypted attachment i'm always surprised that google i don't know if you're on google or microsoft i'm always surprised that they don't catch those before you guys do yes with something yeah. as serious as that you'd think that they would have caught that before but, it hit you guys but really though i mean if it's an encrypted attachment they're not I, right. I don't know i mean i assume they can't open it i mean it's, it's right. just a encrypted zip file so it can't be horrible to crack but um, that's why I, Chris, don't you have that rule too? The, if it's a, if it has an encrypted attachment that it gets quarantined? I don't know. I think I feel like I just give a warning for some reason. Yeah. So maybe, I, need, I, mean, I need to look back and see. It definitely saved my bacon this week. I mean, I, I mean, it flat I, out. I'm pretty sure you are. I mean, you do the harsh thing of like, don't give it to them. And I'm pretty sure I, I'm typically the laid back one. I think I just give a warning. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I should change. And I mean, we, I touch well, base, you know, if it's, uh, I know the user, I'm going to call them and say, Hey, are you expecting an email from so-and-so right. name with an attachment? I don't, I mean, if they are okay, allow it. Yes, goes we, through. 
and and both my guys in my office have the same functionality. They so if I'm out, you know, it's not like they're waiting a week to get that message. If I was going to say, how message. often is that? Um, I maybe once every other week. Hmm. Maybe once a week if if it's busy. I mean, it's not. <clears throat> But we're small, you know. We're not, we're not Boston Public. I'm sure you you would have quite a few more trips, but, um, you know, it, it's not a lot. It's it's not a lot by any stretch, and it, and it's enough. To me, it's enough that I've had enough of these that aren't legitimate message to warrant this being on. Like, there's way more bad right. emails getting caught than legitimate emails getting allowed is is what the trend that i've seen anyway yeah yeah um am i i'm logging into my google admin console now i couldn't even tell you where i said I'm, I'm sure it's a i'm a dig while we're talking do you want to do you want to set that before this episode goes live yeah yeah that's probably a good idea chris <laughs> <laughs> i'll point, do it Mark. live live on the pod live right now on the air well, while chris is breaking his google admin console uh let's let's talk ddos real quick we've we've been ddos before and it's what pushed me to a next gen firewall a couple of years ago um mark we talked a little bit before the show you've been you've had issues with ddos before and yep is that what pushed you to a next gen yeah, it is. We had a we had a pretty we've had a, a few DDoS attacks years ago, uh, and one that that was so large it took down the the rest of the city of Boston actually. So holy cow! Yeah, so I was pretty proud to be able to say that was me. Um, but uh, I mean, I didn't do it, but it was attacked towards us, and it was so large that it took down the city of Boston. So that holy pushed the city cow. to put in a, a next gen firewall. So. But since then, we haven't had a single issue, uh, or the, an issue that has hit our uh, our users. So, uh, okay, next, yeah. You you said that you said that interestingly. So, does your internet then come through the city of Boston? Yeah. So the city of Boston's our internet service provider. Okay. Uh, and and it comes through them. So all traffic coming into the city of Boston, all the different departments come through come through one place huh. or a couple of different entry points. Yeah. Interesting. So. How does that work? Or like, is that a free service the city provides for you? You guys pay quite a bit for it. They are an E-rate vendor of ours. Are they really? I, so that yeah. was going to be my next question. Yeah. So City Boston uh, is our te- technically our internet service provider. We go through E-rate. We bid it out. Um, uh, they have to win the bid, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, and we go through reimbursement, which is which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty yeah. wild that that DDoS was big enough to take down the city of Boston then. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it was. It was like sixteen or twenty gigs uh, of traffic a second. It was it was Holy massive, cow. and uh, yeah, so it was, it was pretty brutal. But it was a really good opportunity for us to kind of educate our community around, like, hey, this is what happened. This wasn't this wasn't my incompetence. This actually was right. an attack, right? Um, and we actually put together a video where we whiteboarded out, like, this is this is what happened. And and uh, since then, the city's putting in a next gen firewall. And uh, like you said, you've got one too. Yeah. Um, it's been fantastic. So, man, what was. Okay. So you kind of you said you put through, put out a video. What was the PR like? On, I mean, like, news stations picked that story up. Because, I mean, if the internet goes down for the city, that that's not. That's totally different than Chris or I having a DDoS attack. We go down. The, I mean, the paper might pick that up and might get put on Facebook, but. Yeah. So, well, so I mean, when I say city boss, I mean like the city agencies, the city hall, fire, yeah. police, all that kind of okay. stuff. But, but uh, so it didn't impact the residents. But um, 
it was uh, the last one time it happened. We actually got hit the same day. There was some incident in L.A. And so the news was like, whoa, L.A. got hit with this threat. And then you guys got hit. Are these connected? And so oh. our, our mayor actually had to do a press conference with the superintendent and say, hey, this, you know, these two issues weren't related. So I don't know if it would have been a news story if it didn't happen to have an, happen on the same day as another major event in the country. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But so it, it was probably more likely to. The average citizen of Boston probably didn't know that it happened unless they were trying to pay their water bill or, you know, trying yeah. to conduct business with the city, a city yeah, office. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So that was it. Yep. Gotcha. It's All right. Like so in Google Admin Console, if you go to Apps, Google Workspace, Settings for Gmail Compliance, if you take a scroll down the page, you can get to Attachment Compliance, and then you make a rule. Uh, in there. So I have mine, Josh Spot, check me on this. I say uh, inbound emails. Um, and then you define the attachment file type. So I picked that uh, there was two things in there that talked about um, encrypted office docs that are encrypted in any file that is encrypted. Uh, if encrypted, then I said quarantine the message. Yeah move the message to the following quarantine. And then that's a group that I've set up previously. Yeah. Yep. Great. Does that sound right? Yeah. Sounds right. So if you're yeah. listening to this, uh, you can no longer attack Chris with encrypted messages. Yeah. Come it's at already, me, bros. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, come at Josh. No, I say Corey, right. Or the guy that can't be mentioned anymore. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. So yeah. Go after Corey, <laughs> it'll be interesting, Chris, to see how many, uh, alerts you get on that the other thing that i that i've done in the past is any office document that comes in with a macro enabled yes i mm -hmm. i take action on that as well um so it's interesting to see those those messages kind of come mm -hmm. in um i will rat myself out in this next story so this week i uh, one of my guys and I, we were in an IDF trying to clean something up because we had some old switches. And we're, we're getting new switches this year. And I'm trying to clean this IDF up to get rid of some of the cables and the ports that aren't being used. And so I'm I'm unplugging things and moving things around and what I think is consolidating. And I move an uplink um, from one switch that I'm turning off to another switch that's staying on. And I didn't think it had a loop. But I'm standing, I, I plug it in, I'm standing there, I'm talking with a librarian, she's a, you know, she's my right-hand person in, the, in that building. So we're just kind of shooting the breeze, hey, what are you seeing, what's going on, anything I didn't know about. All of a sudden, teachers, <coughs> teachers start coming out of the woodwork. Something just happened, my phone went down, I can't get on the internet, wireless is down, I'm like, oh, crap. So I go back in the IDF, and I knew what cable it was, I unplugged the stupid uplink, and I said, give it about three minutes, it should be back. So they all they go back to their rooms. They come, yeah, it's working now. It's working now. We verify we've got dial tone everywhere. The work and this. So this was the same day that I sent out the all staff email about the fish. So my my staff are like, were we just attacked? I'm like, no, it was me. I'm an idiot. I created a loop and I stood in the hall. You know, they're all the teachers are kind of by this time it's becoming a scene. Now I'm like, I took down the network. I, Josh, took down the network. It's We're not being attacked. So, you know, the little gopher effect. All the teachers are looking out their doors like, oh, what's what's going on? So it was it was a good time to have a laugh. And the librarian's like, it was really good of you to admit that you did that. I'm like, who else am I going to blame it on? So, yeah, I, I took down the high school network. 
this week. Oh, that should have been a noise. Uh, no. Where were you on that one? Get it. We need to. I mean, we even led up to it. He he clearly was not paying Dang attention. To... Uh, Chris, why don't you talk about Pondurance real quick? This is our last episode with Pondurance, right? Yeah, so if you're a potential, we're sad about it. If you're a potential sponsor, if if Pondurance doesn't renew, um, and you're a potential sponsor, and you want exposure to a few listeners, um, let us know. Actually, I, I was looking at our statistics map the other day, and I believe we have finally hit every state, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And now we're getting more international folks. Um, I noticed Singapore was on the list the other day. Uh, more Australia folks were on the list. So if you're in it's in Australia, not good. If you're in Australia, I don't know that I need anyone from Singapore knowing about my Google Admin Console settings. That's, you're probably you might be right there. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we've had Australia, uh, uh, <laughs> Thailand, uh, Vietnam, uh, Ukraine. That might be a concern. Um, oh, Germany. Boy. United Kaspersky. Kingdom. Oh, yeah, Kaspersky. That's something we did not mention yet. Go ahead. Talk about Pondurance. Pondurance. I'm going to post this link in the podcast description. So, of course, the easy link is pondurance.com. But they have this. I mentioned it last episode. A managed detection and response for dummies book. Uh, it's an ebook that you can download. Um, and they wrote it, and it's good. They talk about the cybersecurity landscape, how, of course, we know this. It's rapidly shifting. There's new threats and attack strategies. We just talked about uh, one of those a few seconds ago. So there's this book for dummies. I love reading books for dummies. Uh, learn about how cyber threats are changing, how MDR, if you don't know what that is, how that can help. Uh, and they give an overview of solutions to help you try to figure out what approach would be good for you. Uh, and then they give you some common things to get started with. Uh, so again, I'll post the link uh, to this manage detection and response for dummies book. It's a free download, uh, but check out Pondurance if you're wanting to get into cybersecurity in your tech department in K-12. You don't have the budget to hire an expensive security person to sit and look at logs and know what's going on and know all the threats that are happening. You can use Pondurance to do that for you. Good spot. Um, So Kaspersky, real quick. It was put on the, was it FCC's list of security compromised software companies. Um, So if you're using Kaspersky, you might want to look for a new antivirus if you haven't already. Chris, and you and I can... Personally or in your school. Chris, you and I talked about that at lunch today with Corey. Um... That if you continue to use it, that may or may not have an impact on E-rate funding, if they were to ask, I guess, right? Yeah, there's some interesting sentences of what was put out by our government uh, talking about, I mean, it's on the bad list now, you can't use it. So there was a sentence in there, something about something about federal dollars, federal programs, like you can lose funding kind of thing. Just scary. You doubt that that's actually going to happen. And you hope that when you see that Kaspersky is on the bad list, you're going to move away from it anyway. Um but if you need another little incentive to get you moving off of it, well, a sentence like that is is yeah. is something that's going to stick. Well, and that and you know that's one of those sentences um, that I feel like you can take to central office that it you know if you've got to spend a few more dollars on buying a replacement that you know maybe you take that jump into the into a next gen AV with EDR capability or you, you know you talk to somebody like Pondurance to assist you in find, finding something like that. Um, you can take that sentence to central office and say, look, man, 
this is the feds are saying we have to get off of this we have to do something so there's to me that's a little bit of a of a hard argument against uh staying with that product anyway i i hate i hate feeling like it's there's always that little bit of me that thinks is just is this solely political you know it's a russian antivirus company and it's not even is it actually russian i thought it was another one of those countries around russia I don't uh, know. in its in its roots i'm pretty sure i'm i'm pretty sure i'm right about that that it's not it wasn't completely russian founded or whatever but it just even a big corporation like kaspersky just because they're <laughs> i mean the joke i just told what what country did i say singapore the yeah. joke about I don't necessarily want Singapore. Now, that's a joke. Uh, but when, when we get into politics, when there's bad things happening in countries and war and whatever and politics, primarily, there's just a little bit of me that wonders, is there are they actually a threat or is this another just squeeze on a company because they're associated with a country? You know what I mean? I, I think there's been some documentation, though, that shows that Kaspersky may may have a few things <clears throat> or may have a few abilities that uh, they shouldn't. I, I think it gets back to that similar discussion about some of those uh, cheap, super cheap security cameras, IP-based cameras that uh, have been made, that were made in China, that when you put a, a sniffer on them, on their traffic, they're reporting traffic back to IPs geolocated in China, which... Okay, why why are you why are you phoning sure. home like that? Um, and that's you know there there's there are cameras if you don't know that that are um, on the FCC's banned list that schools cannot buy with public dollars. Um, so that's something else to be aware of if you didn't know that. I think that one I coughed through last episode, the uh, Hoi the Dawa, that's yeah. kind of on that list where it tries to phone home or, or it's suspected of that kind of thing. And I guess going back to, so of course, if, if, if a company is primarily in another country, that's a country on the list that the U S might have an issue with, whether that company is compromised or whether the company itself is compromised or not, doesn't mean that that government can't be sniffing out. Right. Their stuff. I mean, I, I get it. Uh, it just, it's, it's, it's a bummer. Uh, it's a bummer that Kaspersky's had that big name for a very long time, and then this is going on, and you're like, "Oh crap, we got to quit using them." They're now a threat, whether if they are or not. Uh, but again, I at the end of the day, I believe in my government. So, see you, Kaspersky. We well, don't you would. Them, I was gonna so. say you had already left them, right? No, we were a long time. I mean, we used them for a long time with Kaseya. Uh, and Kaseya always said that their engine with Kaspersky was different than the regular one. And I think they probably did that to make you feel a little bit better about uh, what you were doing because it was a Kaseya branded Kaspersky uh, antivirus. But yeah, that uh, what was that episode called? Doomsday. Uh, Pocket we, of Doom. Pocket of Doom, that episode. Uh, that's been a long time ago now, but Kaspersky was changing DNS settings on our computers and it was a false deal. But we we were fighting an antivirus that we thought was a virus for days and days. And that was those guys that were the culprit back then. It was doing like remediation on computers, but the computers didn't need remediation. So it was fixing DNS that didn't need to be fixed and causing us big problems. Yeah, that was a great episode. Things. That was a good episode. What are you using now for uh, antivirus? 
So we have carbon black on many of our computers, uh, but then we use, so we are, or we are Kaseya uh, mm. big into it. So we use uh, WebRoot uh, on like the lesser computers, with, which is with Kaseya. Okay. But we're moving, we have a lot of users now on carbon black, and that's kind of the path that we're going towards. Yeah, we migrated to Sentinel-1 probably four years ago. And we like it. It's okay. It's expensive, but it, I mean, it works. Yeah. We're evaluating CrowdStrike right now. So that's probably right. the direction we're going to be moving this spring. Hey, that notebook, that notebook I mentioned is, is a CrowdStrike a notebook. CrowdStrike notebook. Wow. You might have to ask that's for that. a sign. To keep your notes safe? Yeah. Is there a lock on that book? Could be. Mark, do you believe in signs? Uh, I, I Do you mean, believe like, that some things happen to you in life that are bigger than your yourself? Not, no. I mean, if it's <laughs> if that's an interview question, then yes, I do. But uh, <laughs> but no. He was trying to make okay. a joke. It, yeah. That was good. That was okay. Kind of- Signs, one of my favorite movies. Mel Gibson <clears throat> rocked it in that movie, actually. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, I'm a I'm an M Night fan. Are you? Good movie. Mark, okay, you warned us at the beginning that you had some Missouri questions. Oh, is it that time? Okay. Yeah, let's let's Is this for real, Mark? Uh okay. Hold on, this... I got intro music. Oh. And then you're gonna like intro it. Let's see. This is I hope this deals. isn't copywritten music and we're gonna get in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna do this and then you like you you bring it in however you want. You ready? Yeah. All right, question number one. We're getting sued. Turn that off. <laughs> the state animal of Missouri is the bear, uh, black bear, right? No. What? No. no. Oh, in the right state. Yeah, I'm in the right state. It's the mule. Oh, the mule, because we're a bunch of jackasses. Yeah. It's the mule. Yeah. Okay. It's the mule. Didn't get that one I... right. I see what you're doing here, Mark. Uh, what? I, okay, teased this one earlier this week. What law prohibits four unrelated people from being in the same room together in the state of Missouri? Oh, you did text us their email. That email, it's uh, it was something weird. I can't remember the name of it. What was it? It's the brothel law. Brothel law. That's, that's right. right. And we... <laughs> yeah, we we'll just leave that alone. Yeah. You got another one? We're almost illegal right now. Close, close. Uh, State musical instrument. Oh, no, the hoot nanny jug? I I don't know. Uh, Close, close. I'll give it to you. Uh, It's the fiddle. Oh. It's going to say kazoo. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking some, you know, hills of Missouri instrument. Interesting. Well, good. Gosh, do you sing? No. Just wondering. Why? I have a singer's voice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that thanks. Uh, That's it. Did we pass? I mean, I I can see us, you know, resembling the the mule. We know um, our Missouri. So that was episode sixty six. Visit our sponsor, somethingcool.com, Pondurance, HPE, Aruba, and PD. We're I'm telling you, we're gonna get in trouble for that. Um, provision data solutions. Thank you for listening to episode 66 of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. Look at Mark.
see you next week. Yeah.